This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. The GOP laid out their latest proposal for financial assistance to support the American public during the coronavirus crisis. It does include another round of $1,200 stimulus checks, but it also included a cut to the current $600 a week extra unemployment benefits. They're proposing, at least right now, a $200 benefit, but that would occur through September. At that point, the federal government would combine with state benefit plans to replace 70% of income. That is just one of many angles on this story that we are going to discuss with Richard Prisanzano, who is Director of Policy Analysis for the Penn Wharton Budget Model. Rich, great to talk to you again. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, I am. Hope, hope the same for you. Thank you. So let's start on on this uh, cutback on the extra unemployment benefits. A lot is being talked about where where that is concerned. Kind of lay out the framework that the Republicans are thinking about and and why they're going that route. Yeah. So I think they're you know the the general argument they're making or the the, the thoughts that they're putting out there is that that six hundred dollars extra you know in in each payment actually disincentivizes people to work. That there are certain folks. That that 600 bucks makes it that that unemployment is more more um, gainful for them than actually being employed, and and a lot of the the senators and Republicans said, hey, we don't want to do that. We want to encourage people um, to get back to work, and so they've reduced that to the 200. And then, as you mentioned, sort of in October, there's an adjustment there. You know, depending on state, where it's you know they can only get up to 70 percent of their their wages um, through unemployment, and so I think you know the argument is. Um, you know, are things open back up and people aren't working or do are we still um, encourage people to stay home and, and want to keep employment low because of the, the, the ongoing pandemic? All right. Go back for a second. If you can explain that potential move and obviously the six hundred dollars uh, when the pandemic started was coming directly from the federal government. Um, but the, the move now to, to combine it with state unemployment and to go to that 70 percent plateau. Yeah, so I think that that you know, partly is to try to lower the cost for the federal government um, and, and put more more onus on the states to, to do what they can or, or kind of pitch in to, to some degree. And so, you know, states have, you know, the, the unemployment system is very different across different states. There's different requirements about the way things work. And so, um, you know, I think this is an, uh, a situation where the federal government saying, hey, we can do acts. We want you to do something else. And I think you know, that's not necessarily a, a, a bad thing. I think the, you know, the, the down to 70 percent is, you know, is then calculated sort of in, in, in some ways accounts for that. You know, maybe it's the cost of living is lower in, say, Nebraska than New York City. And so, yeah. you know, someone in Nebraska shouldn't get the same 600 bucks that someone in New York City um, would get. And, and this new mechanism would kind of account for some of that. All right. So it also sounds like, as I said at the top, we're going to see another round of of stimulus checks, which could be upwards of of twelve hundred dollars. And it looks like, at least from the the plan that the Republicans are bringing forward, that the the structure is going to be similar to what we saw uh, the first go round, where uh, you know if you have that income uh, below one hundred thousand, it's you're going to get a varying uh, level of how much you're going to get. Yeah, so I think it's it's pretty much the same. Um, the mechanics are, are largely the same as you point out. It's, it's actually 75k for single and up to 150 if you're if you're filing jointly, and then it phases out in the same way. But you know, small difference here is that the previous previous bill didn't um, account for dependents, say like uh, senior citizens, and so in this this round, it's 500 dollars for dependents no matter what their age. The previous bill was 
was 500 under the age of 17. And so that that is largely the the, the same with that small tweak. And then they're they're going to on the kind of around the edges they're going to try to um, account for you know not giving checks to people that have passed away um, before January 1 of 2020. Um, and then it looks like um, they'll if someone's passed away in this year their their heirs or um, their estate would get would get a check. Um, uh- but, but what yeah, about largely it's the same. go ahead richard i'm sorry no i just said it's largely it's the same as it was before okay all right uh what about the ppp program because that's been talked about uh of trying to maybe do a second round of it that uh, a lot of small businesses that got money through the first uh, go round uh probably need need more money at this point yeah you know as i think we talked about early spring i think that that this is not unheard of or, or not something that we we um um, we, we sort of saw coming that there was going to be more. So this, this round is basically um, saying the hardest hit firms can go back for a second second dip. So if you're below a certain size, in this case it's 300, which is, is down from um, 500 in the previous bill, and says if you're under that size in employees, so 300 or less employees, and you've had revenues that are less than half of what you had from, the, from last year, mm-hmm. that then you can get a second loan. And then that second loan is also forgivable, turns into a grant if 60% is used for payroll. Um, and so I think that, that that is really, you know, it's more targeted. There's a some set aside for this small, smaller lenders again. And so, again, I think that they're, they're, they're trying to target more to the small guys that are, that is, as again, as we've talked previously, are the ones that really are in danger. So I think that this is a nice piece uh, in, in this particular relief bill. Uh, there are a couple other things that, that probably some people would be, I guess, questioning why it would be in this particular relief bill. Uh, one, apparently there's going to be money in there for refurbishing the FBI building. Uh, they're also talking about a business uh, and a change to the business meals deduction. Yeah, so that one, you know, um, is, is sort of a strange one because, again, it's, it's you know, in the current situation, we don't think of people going out to, to these businesses. We're trying to discourage people from doing that. Um, but this is one that you're going to you – know, the deduction for business meals would go from 50% to 100%. So, you know, you would think that this is doing the opposite of what you'd want in a pandemic. But I, I think there there is an argument to be made that says, well, what we need to do is get – some of these businesses spending money, uh, sorry, some of the business people spending money at businesses that maybe are hurt. Yeah. Um, and I think there's some validity there, but I, I think that this one is is one that that can be seen as kind of a, a just a, a check to, to the large uh, businesses that are doing well right now. And and what about the money for the FBI building, which I think catches yeah, a lot of people yeah. off guard? In fact, I guess Mitch McConnell, when he was being interviewed yesterday, didn't even realize that this was a part of uh, what what was in the Republican plan. Yeah, no, that was that. I I it struck me as odd too, um, especially since he kind of just you know he um, kind of passed the the buck there to to the White House to answer. I think having been in D.C. for a long time where there's discussion about the FBI building and, and um, discussions of where it was going to get moved and things like that, yeah. I think it, it there is a thought out there that, that it's related to that if they moved, they vacated that building, that that area would be a would a, be a hotel, and it's only a couple blocks from the Trump Hotel. And so there's some thought okay. that, that Trump was putting this in here to discourage, uh, you know, essentially a competitor to move in. Now, now again, I don't, I'm not uh, political, and I haven't seen the bill or anything like that. But that it does seem strange to yeah. to put, you know, almost uh, 
uh, $2 billion towards the FBI on, on a bill that's $1 trillion. So you're talking about 20% um, of, of the money going to – or sorry, I did the math wrong there. A lot of money going towards uh, refurbishing an old FBI building. Uh, quickly, I, I wanted to mention to people listening to us uh, about the Pennewhorton budget model, because uh, since we last talked, you have added a, a tracking, a tracker on the site uh, that involves some important data surrounding COVID-19 right now. Give us a little synopsis of uh, of what what it is and what you're trying to bring forward. Yeah, I think what we're trying to show here is that, so we've got this, we've come up with this measure, sort of a state-by-state GDP measure, um, you know, to kind of track, see how the economy is doing state-by-state, which I think, you know, is, is if you've seen Larry Kudlow talk about on month, on Sunday, some of the news reports was that, you know, the economy is doing well except for a certain couple of states. Right. And so, um, you know, we've, we show that there's really kind of three in the middle that are doing well at this point, um, uh, and, and eight states, you know, so, so GDP-wise, We've got a few states that are back to growth. They're kind of in the middle, Nebraska and the surrounding states. And then um, in terms of, of the pandemic and the, the, so the spread of the COVID, we've got only eight states that have less than an R, which is sort of this measure of growth of, or uh, expansion of the pandemic of less than one, which is, is not great. We'd like to see that obviously be, be much bigger. Um, and so we're just trying to say, hey, here's – Here's this activity. You can look state by state. You can see the states that where they've had these outbreaks in in the COVID or sort of what is seen as a second wave was really just this, the states that didn't get the initial um, uh, hit are, are now getting hit and their economy is, is suffering as as people shut down and stay home. And people can check that out at the Penn Wharton Budget Model website. Richard, thanks as always. We will catch up with you again soon. Thank you, sir. OK, thanks, Dan. All the best. Richard Prisonzano, Director of Policy Analysis at the Penn Wharton Budget Model. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.